Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's going on, guys? This is Gary. I am flying solo today. It is Sunday, April 9th, 2017. Josh is out on assignment, um, so I will uh, handle the entire podcast today. Um, Before we get started, just want to... um, say that my condolences go to the family of Brian Crumb. Brian is my brother-in-law, and he passed away last night. And uh, although he was an interesting guy at times, um, I loved him like a brother. And uh, my prayers go out to my sister-in-law and their two girls. Um, I know that they're hurting, but uh, I know that Brian's looking down on them. And he's taking care of him. So, R.I.P., brother. We'll see you some other time. <clears throat> All right. On with the podcast. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and uh, take a look at the matchups we have coming up in game week 33. <clears throat> we'll go through all of them. I'm going to go ahead and, and give you a little history on the matchups. Uh, prior matchups, past two matchups, in fact, for each of these teams as they faced each other previously in the season, <clears throat> and we'll go from there. So first up, we have Spurs playing Bournemouth. Of course, this match is at White Hart Lane. The first time these teams met, it was a nil-nil draw that was at Bournemouth. This time, the second game, Spurs won in a blowout. It was 4-0 at White Hart Lane. I can't imagine it's going to be any different this coming time, which means that if you have Spurs players or you're looking to get Spurs players, go ahead and play them. And of course, those are the usual suspects. Those are, you know, Erickson and Deli Alley and players like that. Son, uh, this weekend had had an amazing game, so he may be someone you want to look at too. Loris in goal. I would expect that they would be going for a clean sheet in that match. You know, the difficulty rating for Spurs going against Bournemouth is quite low, whereas it's the flip for Bournemouth um, in terms of uh, ranking of difficulty for the match. So I would not suggest playing or starting any Bournemouth players. Joshua King may be the exception to that, and he pretty much has been all season. But otherwise, I say go with the Spurs players that you know there. If you have any on the bench and you know that they're going to start, I would suggest that you play them. Next up, Crystal Palace and Leicester City. First game this season, Leicester City was playing at home, and they won 3-1 over Palace. Second match was at Palace, and Leicester City actually won that one too, 1-0. Leicester City's found some good form. Vardy and Mahrez and some of their defenders have been playing fairly well. Slimani's been coming up for them at times. Um, So you could definitely look at starting the larger name players that you know for Leicester City. Like I said, Vardy, Mahrez, maybe Fuchs on defense, someone like that. Don't know for certain that they're going to get a clean sheet. That's always a gamble, but but you know sometimes some of those defenders for Leicester City tend to score some goals too. So in terms of difficulty rankings, <clears throat> it's really sort of uh, 
fairly easy for both sides. So it actually could be a close game, although I think Leicester City um, will go away on the road and win this one. But I, like I said, I don't know that they'll get a clean sheet, but you can probably expect goals or at least assists from some of their bigger name attacking players for Leicester City. For Crystal Palace, <clears throat> you know, maybe look at a Zaha or a Benteke or someone along those lines to help out if you have them already. I don't know you necessarily want to go out and acquire them in a trade or a transfer, but if you have them, you could look at starting them for sure. Everton and Burnley. So first game this season, Burnley is playing at home and they beat Everton 2-1. Second time was the opposite. Everton were at home and they won 1-0. Now the difficulty rankings are pretty different. Very, very low difficulty ranking for Everton. So that's a good thing. That's in their favor. Much higher for Burnley. And that only makes sense. Everton's been on quite a good run lately. Lukaku, of course, has been lighting it up. <clears throat> I believe today he had a couple of goals for Everton, so I don't look for that to stop anytime soon. Everton are playing at home, so I would say look at playing Lukaku if you have him, and a lot of you do. He may be someone you want to give the captain's armband to, in fact. So definitely, you know, if you have... If you have Everton players, go ahead and look for those guys. You may even want to start, you know, uh, Everton's goalkeeper there if you if you have him already. So that may not be a bad bet. All right, next up, Stoke and Hull. Stoke, is, in fact, has won the last two matchups. <clears throat> First time was they won uh, nil to two away and... Or sorry, at home. And the second time was 1-0. Difficulty rankings, both are fairly low. So this will be a somewhat even matchup here, even though Stoke has the history in their favor. So I don't know that it's worth gambling and necessarily starting or transferring for players on either of those team two teams, actually. If you have them, don't panic. That's fine because it's a fairly even matchup. But I just wouldn't expect big things out of players from either of those two sides. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, Sunderland and West Ham. Here, West Ham has won both of the last two matchups. <clears throat> both were at home and both ended 1-0. So West Ham, even though they're not having the best of seasons, seems to have Sunderland's number somewhat. Um, Not that West Ham has been scoring a ton against them, but they certainly have been shutting them down and holding Sunderland scoreless. You know, this may be a place that you look for the occasional West Ham player to come up, uh, especially a defensive player. If they've been holding off Sunderland quite well, that may be something you want to look towards doing. Watford and Swansea. <clears throat> First game was a nil-nil draw at Liberty Stadium. Game two was at home for Swansea, and in fact they won one nil. Now, <clears throat> you know, having a Swansea player on your team, unless it's Urente, 
or Sigurdsson or perhaps someone like Mawson. You know, I don't know that you want to go out of your way to to go after <clears throat> any of those players. As far as Watford goes, you know, you've got uh, even though he sat on the bench. Uh, for most of the match this weekend, you know, a Troy Deeney or someone along those lines, you know, sort of the bigger name players um, for Watford, it may be worth starting one of them. Southampton Man City. First game, in fact, was a 1-1 draw at the Etihad, actually, so I'd say a bit of a an upset there for Southampton. Second game was at St. Mary's, and Southampton won 4-2. So Southampton has Man City's number here. Uh, now, we're a little later in the season, and Man City is really fighting to maintain that top four position and as high a spot as they can. But the difficulty rankings here um, are pretty well matched. Um, on a scale of one to five, it's a three for Man City and a four for Southampton. So by no means is this the, a given for City at all. Now, what is a given for City is that you can almost always count on Sergio Aguero to put the ball in the back of the net. And that's exactly, if you have Sergio, maybe something that you want to do here. Man City are on the road, so not quite as easy as playing at the Etihad for them. <clears throat> but someone like an Aguero, certainly Sané has been playing quite well lately. Sterling is always good. De Bruyne, um, we got burned. We were going to play, or we were playing Caballero this weekend and in fact he did not play at all so that hurt quite a bit so I don't know that you would go for Caballero or any of the um, the Man City defenders but certainly those more attacking players um, you should go for. West Brom and Liverpool. The first match Liverpool wins 2-1 and they're playing at home and then in game two it's a 1-1 draw at the Hawthorne. So 1-5 to five difficulty ranking, a 2 for Liverpool, a 4 for West Brom. So definitely leaning more in favor of Liverpool. We know that Mane is out for the rest of the season. <clears throat> so, of course, you look to Firmino and Coutinho, um, who have both been in great form lately. Um, so definitely look for those players. If you have a West Brom defender like a McCauley or someone, you may want to sit him on the bench. I think that um, that West Brom would be lucky to get away with a um, with a clean sheet in this match. So definitely look for Liverpool. If you have any Liverpool defenders, they may be worth playing as well. Man U and Chelsea. This is a pretty amazing matchup. This is going to be a fun game to watch. First game this season, Chelsea won big, a 4-0 blowout. They're playing at home at Stamford Bridge and just crush Man U. Game two was also at Stamford Bridge, and it was a 1-1 draw. So Man U got a little better. You know, this is an interesting matchup in that Chelsea wants to hold that top position and be as comfortable as possible. So three points to them is very meaningful. But three points is also very, very meaningful to United as well who are pushing as hard as they can for a top-four finish so that they can play Champions League soccer next year. So what that usually has amounted to this season when we have two big matchups with two teams who are fighting hard for different reasons is that it falls flat 
and it's a draw. So don't be surprised if that's the case in this match too. This game is played at, at Old Trafford. So a little help for Man U. On the difficulty ranking, it's a 5 out of 5 for Man U because they are playing what would most likely be the champs this season. And not that much easier for Chelsea. It's a 4 for them. So in terms of looking at defenders on either, either end, unless you're expecting maybe a goal or an assist from them, um, I don't know that um, playing any of the back four, really, whether it's a back three defender or the goalkeeper, is your wisest choice. Um, if you have Zlatan or you have Diego Costa, you have Mkhitaryan, you have Hazard, certainly play them. I don't know that I would captain any of them just because it is going to be such a tough matchup. But if you have them, certainly play them. And lastly, Middlesbrough and Arsenal. So first game this season was a nil-nil draw at the Emirates, which was a bit of a shock for Arsenal. And game two, Arsenal won, played also at the Emirates, and it was a uh, 2-0 win. Um, this one is at Middlesbrough. In terms of difficulty, it's a 2, which is fairly low, uh, in Arsenal's favor, and a 4 for Middlesbrough. So, you know, if you've got Arsenal players, you've got Alexis, Mustafi, various players like that, go ahead and play them. Alexis may be worth captaining for sure if you have him on your team. For Middlesbrough, they're struggling. I would say sit any Middlesbrough players that you have. So that's really going to do it for this week. A little bit of history on the matchups coming up in game week 33. Hopefully some help in terms of sort of assessing if you have players from various teams, which are good to start, which are good to sit, which might be good to transfer to, maybe whom to captain. And then look forward to game week 34, where some teams have a double game week. So we'll talk more about that. Great opportunity to use triple captain if you have it. So don't use it in game week 33. Look for game week 34 for the triple captain. We're going to go ahead and post a lot of great stuff also on our Instagram account, which is just at Let's Talk Soccer. So thanks, guys, for your support. Um, we have very, very close to 14,000 followers now on Instagram, which is amazing. Let's get it to 15, and then we'll push on from there. So if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. We love your listenership. Please keep it up. Subscribe if you haven't already. And please tell a friend about it because sharing is caring. So until next time, guys, we love you and we say peace.